The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Brad Brown. We're going to be talking about Brad's business and the things he's been doing specifically with his email marketing since joining our membership, The League, and the results he's been getting from these specific changes in his business are going to blow your friggin' mind. Now, before we dive into this conversation, I know that at the end of this, you are going to want to have questions and ask questions and find out how all of this stuff can apply to you. So we'd love to invite you to come and hang out in our free Facebook group. It's an amazing place with over three and a half thousand members, thousands of people just like you and us uh, looking to improve their email marketing, ask questions, get stuck into these conversations. So to join, it's totally free. All you have to do is open Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. That's the Email Marketing Show Community. Request to join them all get you in there he has just given up on trying to be a morning person it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and his first online product was just an email a day for 28 days it's psychological mind reader kennedy yeah so i'm the person who gets up at five o'clock whatever we when we were starting out and we used to travel around together we used to get like a twin room, two beds, one room, and I'll be the guy up at five o'clock going, are you getting up yet? And you're like, mate, it's the middle of the fucking night. Can you go to sleep? Yeah. I've come to embrace the fact that biologically, some people are just not morning people. And rather than trying to adapt that, you should adapt how you work to fit around that. And that's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's why you're up the middle of the night doing work. I wake up, stuff's done. You get up, more stuff's done. It, it works beautifully, actually. We're basically on different time zones. <laughs> Is that why you're always fucking late to everything? Yeah. Basically, I am uh, I'm uh, four hours and three minutes behind you, so I'm always three minutes late for everything. That's my weird time zone. I see. Um, I see. Yeah, it's a, an email a day. For, an email a day for twenty. It sounds like a sort of keeps the doctor away thing, doesn't it? it? Does. And it's it's funny. It's one of those things that was so old. It was new at the time, wasn't it? Like it was so such an old idea to just have somebody sign up and pay to receive an email for a period of time. And it was the only thing I could really do because I had no technology. I had an Aweber account and I could link that to PayPal. So when somebody paid through PayPal, which was just like a button on a blog, on a free blog, on that free blog, was it blogger.com or something? Is this when PayPal let you keep the money that you made? That was the, Those are the days. I remember That's that. Right. I remember that. When they just uh, were less less dicks. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember those days. Um, yeah, but, and basically they would. I could hook it up so that people paid from that. Uh, paid through PayPal, and it would automatically tell Aweber, oh, that person's bought, and put them into an autoresponder, and they would get a day, an email every single day for 28 days, which was the product. The email uh, a day was the product. And now people are terrified that emails are annoying and not valuable and all the rest of it. Hey-ho. Yeah. Hey-ho, there you go. Hello, we are a stage hypnotist and psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero in your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time. With a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Oh, it's true. Absolutely. It's beautiful, isn't it? Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. That means a brand new episode of the show will download to your player every single week and you won't miss out on a little tidbit. Oh, I do love a tidbit. As you're listening to this, grab a little photograph or a screenshot, post it on social media, tag us at Robin Kennedy. Let us know what episode you're listening to and what you're enjoying. And uh, let's keep these conversations going.
I'm not going to read the review out this week. Uh, well, I, I am. I'm going to sort of tell you, we got a two-star review the other week, and I just think it's hilarious because this person went, it's something to do with, like, what was it? Do you remember? I said it to uh, you, loads of gem, Loads of great gems in this podcast. But... Um, sad not to be in the majority of people who can give it a five-star review. Two stars. I don't think they like all the dicking about. Oh, well, just for you, I'm going to stand here and do a little dance. Diddly do, diddly do, diddly do. <laughs> well, listen, we're honestly very grateful that you're, in, that you're listening to the podcast, regardless if you're still listening to the podcast, yeah. and that you are getting some gems out of it, even if you have to wade through the shit to get to them. Uh, <laughs> we're having a nice time making it. Uh, so that's the main thing. That's it. That's it. Well, thanks for leaving your, your reviews. And folks, do leave us a review uh, on your podcast player. It really helps us. So uh, welcome to the show, Brad Brown. How are you, mate? Very well in yourself, Kennedy. Great, mate. Great, great, great. Thanks for being here. Brad, um, I know you're a member of the league. You've been a member of our membership of the league for a little while now. But I really don't want to talk about that just yet. What I really want to just... Actually, first of all, tell us a bit about what your business is what you, and what you guys do. So we own a, a, an online coaching business in the, the, the running space, and we help amateur and professional athletes become the best runners they can be. And we work with out-and-out newbies right through to uh, Olympic marathoners. My business partner's been to three Olympic Games. And uh, wow. what started out as an out-and-out purely one-on-one coaching business, uh, like most people, we've only got 24 hours in the day, and uh, we needed to figure out a way, how could we leverage my business partner's time, and we've gone and built a whole training platform and uh, have built a, a really nice community of, of engaged uh, runners around the world. It's just great. But there it? are some niches, and I just think that's amazing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, running is doing this with your arms that you can see I'm doing. Mostly it's to do calm. with your legs, mate. You can do and that then, with your arms, and you're not running. Then, if, that's, no, no, that, that, if, that if you're you trying going. to get better at running and you're just moving your arms up and down, and then you do the same thing with your legs. Run. Let me let me finish. You do the same thing with legs. I think uh, so, so, in seriousness, to be able to um, yes. take something that I think of as just running and turn it into this amazing business is incredible. Yeah. So let's talk about you talked about making this an online thing for for scale. So just talk a little bit about the format of how the how that works so we started out or my business partner started out one-on-one coaching he had a, a training squad that he used to coach uh and then he was just getting busier and busier more and more people wanted him to to coach them and uh i, I mean my my background's not i come from a radio and tv background i was a certified couch potato probably 11 12 years ago and i got a bee in my bonnet that i wanted to run an ultra marathon i weighed 360 pounds or 165 kgs uh and in south africa people are just weird man there's a there's a race that happens here every single year it's 90 kilometers or 56 miles you've got 12 hours to do it in and people don't start running to do their local park run they start running to do this crazy race which is exactly what i did so decided i wanted to run it wow. uh, ended up messing up my first attempt and in my second when i went back for my second one that's when Lindsay and i connected and we started I started doing some work for the organization that puts the race on and we traveled around the country and it was on those trips where we had been talking about what he was doing and, and how I could bring some of my skills to to help leverage his time and, and we ended up going into business together and that was ten years ago and uh yeah, the rest is the rest is history. Love it. I love it, I love it. So at what point in you so you've launched the coach the group coaching program now, it's like a group community, it's like a membership type thing, isn't it? Where so now it's not one to one. So at some point you had to and you did start getting down with some email marketing you started using email marketing when in the journey did you start with the email part of it Kenny, i i started very early on so i i started dabbling in online business i used to listen to pat flynn's podcast and listen to internet mm. business mastery and one of the the first things they used to bang on about was build an email this build an email this. so 
luckily that was one of the first things I did put opt-in forms on everything lead magnets wasn't quite yeah. sure what I was going to do with them but we started building our email list very very early on and then in the the transition with this business the first thing we did was realize well if we create training plans that we it's a digital product we can sell it many times and we started emailing those things out so emails always played an important part of our business it's just how we how we did things that the problem we ended up running into in about 2018 is we somebody would buy a, a training plan from us we'd send them on email via pdr as a pdf and we were just seeing that people were photocopying these things and handing them out to their running club there was even a, an app that mm. had taken our training plans and put our training plans on an app so we decided oh, that's, that's the biggest the highest form of flattery is exactly. theft isn't it exactly so we decided well either we have to shut the business because people were stealing our training plans or we needed to double down and 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 tidy things up a bit so we ended up uh finding or, or building an, an online platform and, and transitioned to that so that was 20 late 2018 uh, and we've just really we've got a forum built in there and it's just really helped us build that community that we're not saying here's your training plan uh, and it's funny you were saying you had a 28 day email course to start that's what we used to do which is a 12 week plan and every week part of the thing was they'd get an email from us with a little video of encouragement but we've now moved that onto our, our training platform which connects to things like Garmin and Strava and all the tools that runners use. Uh, and it's been a game changer for us. Wow. So when it came to, when, when it comes to actually running email marketing within the business, what would you say are the biggest barriers that you guys face when you're trying to make the stuff work? The thing that we really struggled with was the messaging. We were creating mm. a ton of content. We've got a YouTube channel. We had podcasts. We were writing yeah. lots of articles. And every week, we just felt like we were bombarding our, our audience with, with stuff. Uh, and we weren't. Th there was no real uh, strategy behind using our emails to sell. So people would opt in, and then hopefully they would stumble across a page on our website and buy something. So we would run the odd promotion. Uh, I dabbled with with different promotions and webinars, one-off webinars and that sort of thing. And we were just really throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. And was that largely based on broadcast emails then as opposed to automations, just sort of whatever feels right at the time? Yeah, the vast majority was broadcast emails, Rob. We, we used to send out, uh, we used to publish two, two YouTube videos a week. So we'd send out two emails every time our, our videos came out. And then with the, the, the PDF sort of training plans when we were doing that, obviously we had a few automations in there, but nothing, nothing that was selling on an ongoing basis. Got it, got it. Okay, so then you joined the league, and what was the first change that you made? Let, let me, can I take a step back? Because it, it was, let, let me just yeah. talk about what brought me to the league. We, our business was purely event-based, so we help people train for events, whether it's the London Marathon or Boston Marathon or London Marathon. Marathon. Mm -hmm. And when COVID hit, our business literally ground to a halt. People weren't training for events because yeah. the world had shut down. So we were looking for well, how do we how do we grow this thing when people can't train for races? So we had had great success with the over fifties market. We were finding that a lot of runners over the age of fifty were training the same way they did when they were 20, 30, but their bodies were a bit older and they were really struggling. Right. So we had made some changes. Luckily, Lindsay's dad was was our our first case study. He's a phenomenal athlete in his prime, and we made some changes in his training. And all of a sudden, he was at the age of sixty, was running faster than he was when he was fifty. So we wow. we had been planning on on trying this when COVID hit, and we thought, what have we got to lose? We've got nothing to lose. So we 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 ran it as a live webinar, and it it was super successful to the point that over the next two years, we did one hundred and sixty live webinars. 
We were on this. What? <laughs> Come, you know, you know, there's only 52 weeks in a in a in a year, right? There were days, and and time zones are an issue. We pretty much in the same time zone as you guys, but we were running webinars into the states, so we were up late at night, so that folks in America could do it, and then we were running early morning, so that we could get hold of the folks in Australia, New Zealand, and we Jeez. did we did a lot of webinars. We learned a lot. We knew the webinar was working, but our entire team was just burning out. The we were spending. Yeah. I mean, this is also crazy. At, at the peak of it, we were spending fifteen hundred dollars a day on Facebook ads. So we were wow. We were spending about forty five thousand dollars a month on, on Facebook ads, and we were getting the return on investment, but it just wasn't sustainable. So we were looking for a way. Right. How can we? How can we automate a lot of this sort of stuff? And uh, I, I actually not quite sure, but I think I, I heard you guys on a podcast somewhere. I think it's it was the, the Membership Geeks podcast, and then came across to this podcast and and started following what you guys were doing. And it just made a lot of sense about having a sort of chain of emails that are built and automated that can sell for you. And the, the first thing we did was set up the engine. So our getting to know you sequence, we had a basic onboarding and indoctrination sequence, but it wasn't anything anything too spectacular. Uh, and, and just really cleaned it out because we had started putting lots of automations together, but it was messy. Like people were getting four emails, five emails on a day. So we really built it from the ground up. And then we ended up using your... Uh, evergreen webinar sequence because we had tried to piece a few things together and it wasn't it just wasn't working as an evergreen so we kept on doing uh the the lives our ad costs were climbing our show up rates were declining and we just couldn't keep doing it so i think it was in june or end of may we we ended up turning it on and it has changed our business absolutely changed our business (laughs) <laughs> so June 2022, you switched from a live webinar onto an automated webinar after, I mean, a lot, everybody says, you know, obviously, do a live webinar, it'll convert at X percent, great. When you evergreen that, expect it to drop in, in, in conversions. Expect it once it's automated, once it's an evergreen webinar, it will drop. And in your case, you found something different happened. Yeah, the, the first thing we found was our sharp rates improved. And I think that's just down to having it as an evergreen. People could choose a time zone that was, or time that was more suitable for them. So I think that yeah. played a, a big part because we didn't change too much on our messaging from our Facebook ads to the actual webinar. So I think that mm-hmm. played a, a massive, massive part. And then our, our conversion rate. Oh, let me ask you a question about that, hmm. Brad, actually. Um, let me ask you about um, when you're running the webinar as an evergreen automated webinar, are you just allowing them, are you basically allowing uh, the just in time? Are you allowing them to like say, "Hey, actually, I want to just watch it right now," or are you making sure because that's an option in some platforms where you can say, "Oh, allow them to say, I want to watch the recording of the previous one," or "I want to, uh, it, oh, it's just starting now, aren't you? You lucky thing! It happens to be starting at twelve twenty-six today." Uh, you know, it, it, it can look a bit dodgy. Do you do you allow that or do you not allow that? No, that's a great question, Kennedy, and we don't. And the reason the reason we don't, I also think that's quite dodgy. Oh, what a coincidence! It's starting now. Yeah. Uh, and, People yeah. can see through that. Like you, you need to be authentic. You don't want to build. You don't want to start a relationship exactly. on something that feels already un, you know, unethical. Exactly. So we we don't, and 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 one of the main reasons we don't is because we have a bit of a warm up sequence prior to the the webinar starting. We send them more content. We send them a workbook, uh, and and we really try and and just give them a ton of value, and also sort of future pace what's coming. So so open a couple of loops and and make sure that they do show up. And it's been it's been phenomenal. It's been absolutely amazing. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. So obviously there's three elements really to a webinar. There's getting people to register. So you've used a campaign for that. You've got the get the getting from the people who registered to show up and your show up rate's gone up, which shouldn't happen, but did. Everybody says that's not gonna happen. It did. And then we've also got the all important final goal, that finish line, which is the conversions and how did because con- conversions on an automated webinar are supposed to go down compared to a live one what happened in your business ours, ours have gone up kennedy <laughs> which is which is quite quite funny i mean we we do do one or two things quite differently on our webinar so we're a lot of the the internet marketing type of webinars are it's 60 minutes in and out there's a lot of fluff in the beginning they do a, a 10 15 minute pitch there's only probably 10 or 15 minutes of teaching in that webinar our webinar as a whole is an hour and 40 minutes. So it goes against yeah. a lot of what the internet marketing community will tell you to do, but we just provide so much value in that, uh, in that webinar that if someone just watches that webinar and, and does what we say they need to do in that webinar, they'll improve their running. So it just builds so much trust, which makes a, makes a massive difference. Yeah, and yeah. it sort of really stands out, doesn't it? Yeah. So what happened next? So we turned it on, uh, not quite sure how it was going to work. And the results have been amazing. I mean, we turned it on as of, of us chatting today. It was seven months ago that we, we turned it on. And we've turned over just over $90,000 off that Evergreen webinar. That's great. And you're not staying up at night. You're not getting up early. You're not there. You've taken the delivery of the conversion mechanism completely off your plate. Correct. And, and the interesting thing too, because our show-up rates have improved, we don't need as many leads. So our ad costs have come down. So we've been able to cut our ad. Oh, let's not breeze over that because I hadn't put that together, but you're bang on. We, your show-up rate yep. goes up. Your conversions rate is up. Therefore, you don't need as many leads. So your your cost per conversion is way down. Correct. I mean, we, we've probably cut our ad spend by 75% holy shit that's a wow so not only have we increased revenue at, at the bottom line is we're making more money which is which is amazing and keeping more money Correct. you're not you know donating to zuckerville which is lovely yeah i always used, I always <laughs> used to curious. joke that mark zuckerberg was our highest paid employee by a long way during COVID. <laughs> yeah. i'm curious to dig into this then uh, aside from the webinar the other stuff you've been doing i know you've got a bunch of our campaigns running as, as uh, train carriages as we call them and stuff like that generally speaking in terms of what impact has that had on your revenue just switching to this different approach to email to sort of random broadcasts rob it's it's made such a big difference and to everyone it's not just me i obviously am in the weeds putting the stuff together but our entire team it's just our revenue is so much more consistent we don't feel like we we're chasing our tail and starting from scratch every month uh it hasn't it hasn't increased our revenue dramatically i mean it has increased there's no two ways about it but it's how that revenue has increased is has made the biggest difference we've got more time to do other things uh we in the process of writing a book we are planning an online summit whereas when we were doing two live webinars a week we just couldn't it was just too you much can't do any that's, of that all, stuff. that's all we were doing is every week we were running live webinars so it's it's freed up a lot of bandwidth uh to do other things and focus on on building the business working on the business as opposed to working in the business which has made a, a huge mm. huge difference and the interesting thing is we do use this evergreen webinar as 
as a lead gen. So we run ads directly to it, but we've also incorporated it in our train carriage. So we've got a lot of conditional stuff in there that if somebody comes in via the webinar and doesn't buy, they still go through our whole carriage where we sell them after the webinar on the same thing, but from different angles. And then when they get to the point in our carriage, if somebody comes in from a lead magnet, they will then get to the point where they can go through the webinar. If they've been to the webinar, we just spit them out and they don't go through that webinar again. So it's just nice and nice and simple taking care yeah. of people. And and I think it sounds like although revenue might not be up because of your cost per acquisition is down your profitability how much money is left in your pocket and also think about it if you need to expand the previous operation and do more webinars well the only way to do that would have been more staff and that's a hell of a cost and more you know maybe premises and, and expand like you haven't you, you can expand and grow exponentially without the the on cost of all those things so someone who's listening to this right now and whether they're running webinars or not running webinars that's totally cool um what would you say is the one action that you've taken, and I'm going to really put you on the spot here, that's had the most impact on your email marketing? What's that one thing that our listeners should do that could have the most impact? Yeah, that is a, an awesome question. And I think one of the problems in the online space is there's just so much information. There's so many, and, and yeah. there's there's a lot of, of folks out there that are absolute bullshitters that you don't want to listen to, but there's a lot of really good people like yourselves. And what I, what I try and tell people is find someone that you trust and just follow what, yeah. what they talk about. Cause often, and it's the same with what we do. We, we find people come to us for a marathon training plan, but then they speak to the uncle Joe who ran a marathon back in 1987 <laughs> in flip-flops. And then he's asking him for advice. Well, why are you paying us? So if you're going to do just, Sell out. Go and do everything. If it doesn't work, at least you know you can try something else after that. But when you try and piece things together, and that was one of our big problems, is we had listened to this guy and we had done that, and then we listened to this guy and done something else, and, and just try to piece it all together, and it was an absolute mess. After a few years of, of trying that, our, our ConvertKit account was properly messy. And when we joined the league, we just decided, you know what, we're going to start from scratch. We're going to build everything from the ground up. Uh, I locked myself in, in my office for about uh, a month, and didn't come out until we had this functional system that is co coherent. People don't get pissed off with us because we're sending them emails that aren't relevant. And it really has increased sales outside of the webinar. We're selling a lot more of our, our general memberships and full price general memberships, which we, we never used to sell. Like it, it, because we were just running yeah. a discount on the webinar, that's where everyone was coming from. Now, now we're selling across the board, and it's yeah, it's been it's been awesome. What do you plan Incredible. on doing next with email? So one of the things that we want to do is is figure out why the people who aren't buying aren't buying. So we've segmented a lot. We've got lots of surveys coming through. So I, that, that's our next campaign to build out in that engine is to try and figure out why people aren't buying, address those objections, and then get them to buy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of those those carriages, the great thing to do is overcome those objections. What I've told you about this thing, you seem to be the right fit. Why haven't you bought? And then overcome objections. We have a campaign we teach, as, as you know, inside of the league called the uh, called the Interrogator. It's a big dramatic name for a very friendly campaign, but it sticks in our heads, which is why we call it that. But um, and it just works so so well. So with all of this said, um, and this comes across as a bit of a loaded question, but I think it's really important that that we ask this, and that is. 
Do you feel like it sounds like you've got this engine and you've got this automated webinar and you've got these other things going on, these train carriages? Do you feel like email marketing has taken over your entire life and has taken up too much of your time? At the time when I was writing all the stuff out, yes. Uh, now, definitely yep. not. So it's it's it was a lot of work for me because we've got a whole bunch of sub-niches within our, our main niche. We've, we're running a lot of parallel campaigns in there, which complicates things big time. But now that it's up and sure. running, uh, it's like I don't even think about it. We, I wake up in the morning, I check my Stripe dashboard, we've made sales while I sleep. It, and, and that feeling is just something you can't put money on. Yeah, I love it. It's like you, you invest early and then it, early on in the process, it becomes an asset. And now you're getting the return on that asset day in, day out by not having to be up at four o'clock in the morning to deliver that webinar, not staying up till, till nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night to, to deliver another webinar. And now you're getting the, the results of that from every every angle. I just love it. I just love sharing your story. I know we've talked about it a lot inside the league when you've been on the coaching calls, and we love sharing it. So thanks for being on the show. Absolutely amazing uh, just to hear the story. Thanks for sharing it with us, man. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you to, to the two of you and your whole team. I know that you've you've got a, a few people behind the scenes as well that, that help everything tick. It's, it's an incredible community, and it's, it's changed our business and changed our, our lives, and we super appreciate it uh, for, for that. So thank no. you. Ah, you're Thank welcome. You, you're welcome. Uh, anybody who is listening who's not yet a member of the league, I know most a lot of our mem- a lot of our listeners are already members of the league, and it's great to hear. Brad, you all know Brad, don't you? Like he's always showing up and asking great, insightful questions and and t- sharing his wins. But if you're not yet a member of the league and you're thinking, I want to know, I want the campaigns, I want the system, I want these engines and these train carriages that Brad and the other members are using to have these kind of results. You can go check out all the details about the league membership over at theleaguemembership.com. So if you go to theleaguemembership.com, you can check that out. Now it's time for this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Robert, what have you got? This one, I've got I've got to be a little bit careful sharing this one out loud. Hang on. Uh, this one is in quotes, and it's the words... <clears throat> Alexa, give me a 25-minute timer. You know when you're watching the television and somebody says that magic A word and somebody she turns wakes around up and goes, has she woken up? In the yeah. corner. Uh, yeah, I have to be careful not to do that. Anyway, it said, Alexa, give me a 25-minute timer. Um, and it was uh, it was about something, I think it was about something that was happening in, in a certain period of time or something like that, and they had to pay attention. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what it was. Absolutely, that's a great one. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the whole show this week. We're going to be back next week with another episode of the show. So make sure you do hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss it. See you then.